WPTF, Tom Carney here, WPTF, AM 680, FM 98.5, the place you uh, you tune uh, to make sure you hear WPTF, and so every night, Monday through Friday, you can hear the Tom Carney Show, among other shows, and um, we'll keep you up on the news and weather and uh, traffic and things like that, and we try to have guests on the Tom Carney Show that uh, are enlightening and entertaining and uh, concentrate pretty much on things that have to do with North Carolina, too. There's, uh, if we need a scientist, we've got plenty of them at Chapel Hill and at NC State and at Duke and East Carolina, etc. throughout uh, the Tar Heel State. So we don't have to go to, to Boston or Berkeley or someplace like that. That's just illustrative of a point. My producer, John Sauter, and I were talking just before we went on the air about the fact that Doug Maddox, who's going to be our guest, and you'll hear from him in about 30 seconds, uh, is our oldest guest. Now, he's not the oldest person who's a guest, but that he, he has been a visiting the nighttime talk show on WPTF since about 1975 when it was hosted by Mr. Bart Rittner, who is, in terms of radio, sort of our grandfather. Uh, after Bart uh, gave up the job... Uh, a woman named Barbara Heisler had it, and a couple of other people tried it, and then they it devolved onto yours truly, and I've been doing it since then. And we, as, as I said, we try to bring you things that are that are entertaining. Doug Maddox, are you there? Tom, Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I hope you're doing well. And I, I will have to say that you, you are the proprietor uh, and co-proprietor. Is it all right to say that? Is that the right way to say it now that Austin is? Yes, that's the, good. Uh, co-proprietor. Uh, just to show you how many genera- how the generations are, we have been at this a long time, and, and Doug has visited with Bart, and I think guess Barbara Heifer and other people, as well as us. But he used to come out to the station and bring his son, who was, oh, I guess, 13, 14, <laughs> pre-teen or teenager, and he would yeah. visit with, with one of our rock jocks, uh, Danger Boy. And, uh, and, and now he's graduated, he's uh, traveled the part of the world. He's acquired a wife and a child, and um, he is the co-proprietor of the business, and he's taking some time off. So we went back to the main man, Mr. Doug Maddox, tonight, and we're going to talk about New Mismatics and Philately is what I put on the schedule, but New Mismatics is the study of coins, and Philately is the study of stamps, and that's right. what we're going to be talking about tonight. Am I okay so far? Yes, sir. You, you got it right down. Okay. Good, good, good. I just, I, I always enjoy putting that on the schedule with somebody looking at, which we post, by the way, on our website every Monday morning. It's Monday through Friday. Who's going to be on with us this week? And we'll promo the rest of the week a little bit later during this program. But uh, sure. I think, Doug, even though you semi-retired, you still have a hand in the business and you participate in it uh, on, on a regular basis, I guess. Does that sound yes, right? I, I do. I do try to. Continue to work and help Austin sort through collections because a lot of the when you get a collection, a lot of times it takes to work them up and get them right ready for sale. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and if there are questions that are private or that you don't want to answer, that'll be all right with me. Uh, but when you say uh, collections, or do you mean something that somebody has has, has left to somebody that you're, you're you've taken in to evaluate and so on, or what do you? What? Where does your business come from? In, in that sense, well, um, yeah, people bring uh, 
they will bring in collections, either their own or ones they inherited, and oftentimes they, they want to sell them. And if we buy them, and then it, a lot of times they're in just boxes and shoe boxes and <laughs> old socks, and we have to, you know, pour the stuff out, get it arranged, get them sometimes cleaned up and, and uh, cataloged, uh, both Mostly, mostly coins these days, but I still do some stamps, um, which is kind of a dying hobby. But it's too bad because stamps are kind of interesting. Well, this this is a good place to that I can use one of my favorite words that I that usually is used in radio. It could be used in other places, but uh, there is something called a segue, where you gently move from one thing to another. And this, mm-hmm. having just described what you did gives us an opportunity to describe what happens at Maddox Coins and Stamps. Number one, uh, what is the address of, of your business? It's, it's different than it was for so long. It's That's moving. right. It's, it's 801 Overland Road now. And if someone wants to visit you, we, that's about four or five blocks up Overland Road uh, because they uh, the property where you were before, they are redeveloping it, and you've been over there, what, about three years now, I guess. Yeah, we have. We were, we were at the other address maybe 30 years, and so we're um, in a three-story brick building. We're on the third floor, and it's very secure because the <laughs> the Navy has the whole first floor. Um, <laughs> well, that's so we, um, a good defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little more modern building that we had. We missed the old building, but um, yeah, we're I guess we're sort of two and a half blocks from the. Cameron Village Shopping Center itself. Yeah, uh, we're up there near parking, so it's it's a nice building. Now, if if I was a person, if I if somebody left me, uh, 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 well, I actually have here uh, a can that somebody collected. I won't say who collected, but it's a can. It used to be uh, Planters Peanuts, and it's full of coins. <laughs> yeah. If I wanted, if I thought there might be something valuable in there, you described how you. You people bring them in, and may may want to sell them, and you and you and Austin and your and other people may work them up, you know, so you can see. But if I brought it to you, as I remember, you will you will give me what about fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes to look at it and say well, we this is junk, you know, or yeah. this is what's going on with, and that's when the when the when the lever goes down and, the, and the, like in the cab and you start. But the first little bit there when you're evaluating, it's free usually. That's right. Well, that's something like, you know, people will bring in a coffee can full of coins, and we sort of pour them out on a, on a mat, and um, we can, we, we're pretty experienced, so we can kind of pick our fingers and sort through them and say, yeah, I don't know, you might want to just give this to a kid, or, you know, we've got some silver over here, and then every now and then, somebody will pour out something, and there's a gold coin, and other things that, you know, you, they, they start getting into money, and then we say, well, would you like for us to make you an offer? Most of the time, people don't really want an appraisal, although we get attorneys and and uh, bankers that, that do need formal appraisal. Most people just kind of are curious, or they just want us to make an offer. Right, right, that's all. And then you have the opportunity to make an offer or not make an offer at that point. I think I 
told you the story, and I know I've repeated it to you, but somebody from my hometown who I do not know, but who knows that I'm from Goldsboro, called up me one time and said his sister-in-law, her husband had died, and she wanted to know if, if she could visit to you, you folks and you know what the terms were and everything. So I, I gave her your phone number, and uh, which is, by the way, 919-832-2291. I think mm-hmm. I got that right. And we're, we're, we're locating you, see, slowly but surely here so that folks know where you are and what your business practices are. So if, if you, uh, if, uh, and it's, uh, you, you do not have a, uh, a shop where you go in and browse as if you wanted to buy something, but rather you do business by appointment only. And so it would be It's an office environment as opposed to a, a coin store. Um, right. I had one of those, you know, originally I had a store in, in Cameron Village, and I sold that, gosh, back in 1985, I think, um, and then just got out of doing retail. Right. Um, and so uh, if, if a person wants to bring in some coins or, or, or in fact, stamps, uh, to have them evaluated, they would need to call you at your number and make an appointment to come in. That's, that's, that's correct. the point yeah. that I'm we, we kind for. of try to talk it through to begin with, and people will call, and they've got rolls of state quarters and things like that. We tell them, well, you don't even need to come in. <laughs> so we do try to kind of do a, you know, a pre-check on the telephone so that people don't, I mean, people will drive from eastern North Carolina sometimes. We don't want them to waste gas. Yeah. Maddox, coins, does coins come first, coins and stamps? Uh, I think we're using the term coins and currency now. Coins and currency, okay. is really kind of going away. Well, okay, with that identified, okay, let's talk about one more thing, and then we need to take a break, and that is the mm-hmm. email address. Is it maddoxcoinsandcurrency.com? Well, the, the email address, would if, if they go onto the website, which is, um, I think it is still maddoxcoinsandstamp.com, and then there's a place in there to contact me, right. and they can contact through email, um, text, or telephone, of course. I mean, okay. you know, there's even the snail mail address there. We don't get much of that anymore. Well, I'm still a snail mail person myself. But, uh, <laughs> well, we but, still have a P.O. box. Yeah, well, I'm old-fashioned, old I guess. Doug Maddox, <laughs> long-time guest uh, uh, on WPTF. Uh, as far back as 1975, he was... Uh, taking calls on the Bart Ridner Show, one of the first talk That's shows right. in North Carolina, and our, our, our ancestor as a talk show, and, uh, and uh, evaluating coins and stamps. Uh, he's our guest tonight, and we're going to stop here, and, and after we come back after this break, maybe talk about some issues regarding stamps and coins and maybe paper money and currency or whatever, autographs. We can go across the whole, whole field of things. Uh, Doug, I know, has some ideas about some news of things that have happened recently, and I've got a couple of questions I want to ask him. Mm-hmm. And all this is going to happen on WPTF right after this break. A little bit of live and in real-time radio. And tonight our guest is uh, 
an old friend of ours and an old guest of ours, Mr. Doug Maddox, and he's the proprietor, the co-proprietor, along with his son Austin, who has appeared with us a lot lately, um, of uh, Maddox Coins and Currency, I think that's what Doug has said the brand is now, and uh, they're... Uh, well, that's self-explanatory, and, and indeed we've been talking about that uh, for the listeners who are not familiar with uh, Doug Maddox. Uh, Doug is a Wake County boy. His name is M-A-T-T-O-X, so if you need to look that up somewhere on the web or wherever, you will get the spelling right. The first time I ever tried to call him, I got it wrong. And so it's sort of uh, something that burned into my memory. Get it right next time. Uh, Doug, you said that uh, when we talked to one of our our pre-broadcast conference that you had done some appraising or of the uh, of the stamp and uh, coin, particularly coin news, and there had been a big sale. I think at Sotheby's, if I remember. Uh, can you yeah. talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah, three of the rarest things that uh, in my in my world sold. One man owned these three items. One of them was a 1933 $20 gold piece. And there's only one of those that a person can own. The other item was the upside-down airplane stamp, but the plate block number, which there's only one of those. And the last was the British Guiana one-cent magenta, sometimes called the rarest stamp in the world. And... um, so one man owned those three items, and they all were sold last week at Sotheby's. The $20 gold piece sold for $18.9 million. The upside-down airplane plate block sold for $4.87 million. Can we Can we stop there for a second? Yeah. The upside-down airplane, is that the inverted Jenny that you're talking about? The inverted Jenny, yes. That's a stamp. It's upside down airplane, but the, yes, it's a, the airplane nickname was a genie. And yeah, and, and it, it's a and you said something about a plate. Is it is it just one stamp or is it four stamps or something like that? It's four stamps with the numbers. It was the stamp is blue and red, and so it had two numbers for each color, a blue and a red number, and so it also has the what's called the salvage, the extra paper at the bottom that includes the number. And there was only one sheet of these ever found, and so obviously there was just one plate number block that could come off that sheet. So it's um, all three of these were are unique, meaning there really is truly only one of them. Well, I can tell you that they are justly famous because I could have told you two of them, uh, and they, just because they're that famous, the, the British Guiana stamp is, uh, as far as well, I remember, there's only one of those around. And, and you and we've talked on your program a lot about the inverted Jenny. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, that one, even people that don't collect stamps know about the inverted Jenny. Uh, and so the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say the British Guiana is... Um, Interesting, I read one time, and it's probably still true, that just a tiny little stamp, thin paper, that ounce for ounce is the most valuable thing in the world. Interesting, interesting. It and probably it, it, weighs two or three grams, and it sold for $8.3 million. 
Is Guyana G U Y A N A? Or something like that? G U A N A. Okay, I was reading something today in preparation to have a conference with you on this program, and it said in Guyana they had opened a stamp library so that the citizens of Guyana could go and they would, you know, they would have Scots, and it was, you know, for the, the, the beginning stamp. And I thought, well, that's the place I believe where the, the really valuable stamp came from. I just had that thought, and I didn't know if this was perhaps the same place. I believe the yeah, coin it, it is. Yeah, it is. It is called Guyana now. It's not a British colony anymore. Right. It's uh, it's on the northeastern uh, coast of South America, near uh, the French, uh, where Devil's Island is, and and uh, right there. Is, there uh, was a French Guyana also. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Which that's is now part of you know France. I think it's just a, another province of France. Right. I know. <laughs> I think that's where Devil's Island, where they transported their prisoners, like the, the mm -hmm. British sent a lot of their bad, supposedly bad people to Australia and uh, Tasmania, mm -hmm. and the French put them on Devil's Island. The, the movie Papillon is supposed to have taken place on that, that island. That's right. It was, it was, part of it was a penal colony. The whole, the whole colony was not bad. I think they raised a lot of pineapple and other things down there. It was, is they have products, but one thing, at least until maybe the 50s or 60s, part of it was a penal colony. The the uh, I've got a, a couple of coins, a couple of coins, a couple of questions that I thought of. The coin that you mentioned, I think I read as I, well, by way of getting prepared that Augustus Saint it was an Augustus Saint Gaudens coin. Am I on the right thing? Yes, he was the designer. He was a designer. Yeah, he was a, uh, a famous sculptor, as I remember. And uh, I'm a big fan of a guy named Henry Adams, who was the, uh, John Quincy Adams' grandson, and he lived in Washington. Mm -hmm. And when he died, they, he he had St. Gaudens designed the, the place where he and his wife were buried. And it's in Rock Creek Park in Washington. You can go and, yeah. go and see it. Yeah. But in and his time, uh, he was probably the most famous American sculptor working, I think. He was, and, and a friend of Theodore Roosevelt, um, ah. Roosevelt wanted him to redesign all of our coins, but he only redesigned the 10 and $20 gold pieces, and I think he was sickly even doing that and died before he could get the rest of them done. Well, hold your, hold your thoughts there. There There's at least one other question I want to ask you about. It's time for us to take a check of what's going on in the world. Doug Maddox is our guest, Maddox Coins and Stamps, and that's what we're talking about tonight on WPTF. It is Tuesday night, the middle of June, June 15th. We're less than a week away from the first day of spring. I think the, it's the 21st or 22nd. To, I believe it's the 21st. We'll have to check and see what the exact time is. Our guest tonight is Mr. Doug Maddox of Maddox Coins and Currency. And we may even talk about some currency during this particular part of the program tonight. But uh, we've uh, just uh, dealt with some, some issues of some, some things that uh, – it's interesting, Doug, what I guess I'm trying to work toward is that this th you mentioned that the three things that uh, if you had named a, a list of things that would really be interested if they all went up for sale, all went up for sale at the same time. And I, I believe they all brought record prices, unless I'm mistaken. Yes, 
spent a lot of money. Um, a guy named Stuart Weissman, who apparently um, designed and, and produced women's boots and shoes, just liked to own rare things. He was not particularly a coin and stamp collector, but he had bought these three things over time and decided it was time to um, to let somebody else have them. Uh-huh. And it was $18 million for the coin, which was a gold double eagle from 1933, if I remember correctly. Yes. And the, uh, the inverted Jenny, which would be about 1918, if I also remember again. that It was. Yeah, it was. That's right. And I'm, I want you to tell me if I pass the test now. I want you to be impressed that I know all this. <laughs> and if I need a new job, I can go and work for Maddox Coins and Stamps. And so, that's right. <laughs> And the, we need well, a trivia guy. The trivia guy, the, the magenta. What is? Is that the name of the? the yeah, the British Ghana. It's the one cent magenta. One cent magenta. Okay, I had not read that. You know, occasionally you'd pick some of that stuff up in the in the local paper, particularly if it was a record sale or anything. But uh, once in a while, I, I scanned the stamp and coin news just out of pure curiosity and my continued association with yourself. Uh, that uh, I would uh, would do that. You told me you also picked up. I was on a piece of news that I picked up on today, and this is stamp news, if I remember correctly. But uh, there is going to be a, 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 a forever stamp, and I want to. It said forever stamp. A forever stamp is a stamp you you pay a certain amount for now, but even if the price of postage goes up, it, your your stamp is ready to go. You know, you, it's always will always be good, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's uh, that great American icon, Mr. Yogi Berra. I just think Yogi Berra is one of the most fascinating people in, in American history because he, yeah. he's a pretty good yeah. athlete, but he he also was a cultural artifact, you know, in, in, in himself because <laughs> of his funny quotations. And and how many people have a cartoon, have a cartoon character named after him? Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, you and I are of the age to have watched him you know, play on the game of the week. Oh, yeah, and we saw, all saw him, you and I did probably in the World Series in 1956, run out and jump on Don Larson when they had uh, <laughs> Larson yeah. hit a perfect game. Perfect game, yes, sir. Well, Barris, you know, he has, he's, he's also in Bartlett's quotations, too, and somebody was on there one day, uh, uh, you know, the, Joe Garagiola made a life, a career out of telling funny stories on Barra. That's how Garagiola became famous and how, mm. how both Barra became famous. And he said that Barra did a commercial for Aflac, you know, where the duck uh, comes out and, and says something about Aflac, Aflac, yeah. And he had gone into barbershop and Yogi was in there getting his haircut in the commercial. And the duck came out and it was going Aflac, Aflac, and Yogi was out there kind of looking at him. That was the commercial. Well, he apparently told a friend later that the duck couldn't really talk. <laughs> well, Yogi was, of course, known for his quips. Uh, one thing that I found fascinating that I read somewhere was that he uh, was in the Navy, not a famous ball player, and in the ship on D-Day. I did not know that. Part of the invasion forces, but I think you know he, he remained on the ship. Right. Well, that's 
that's an interesting and good piece to bring up because D-Day was, in fact, uh, not the Sunday we just had, but the previous one from that. And, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Uh, and a lot of baseball players uh, were in the military for one or two or three years, some of them for the, whole, for the duration, as they used to say, but uh, gave, gave time and it cut into their careers and everything. I have a picture on my wall where I'm sitting. I can see it right now. My sister knew I was a baseball fan, and she went to an antique sale somewhere, and whoever lived in this old house that they were taking apart, you know, and selling an estate sale, had a picture of Babe Ruth and Yogi Berra, uh, taken in 1947 when Berra was just beginning, and, and Ruth was pretty much, but he was not far away from dying. And then mm-hmm. He had yeah. cancer, and it, it's one, one of my favorite pictures, uh, uh, just to look at it. Uh, my father, my grandfather was a Yankee fan, and he he always thought uh, that it was the way it went. It's the father and the son and Yogi Berra is the way, is the, the, <laughs> the three well, along the way. And just since you're on the, the stamp thing, even before that next week, actually this week, a little later in the week, a set of stamps on sun science is coming out, and it has pictures of things like coronal loops solar flares, sunspots, et cetera. Um, my guess is, you know, fairly dramatic-looking um, photographs of these things in the form of stamps on a sheet. Yeah, it's, it's like the pictures of, like, the, the gas clouds and stuff like that that the uh, the uh, space telescope has, has taken. Some of those That's are right. really, yeah. really great. I, I may have to go out and buy some stamps just to get those. But these will be yeah, proper. Excuse me. Go ahead. No, I don't have a picture of them in front of me, but I'm just. I had read the description. I'm guessing the, um, and the, um, also I think it was last week in, in coins a new 2021 peace and Morgan dollars were issued, and the peace dollar began in 1921. And the Morgan dollar ended in 1921. These aren't really commemoratives, but people are almost treating them like that. Um, the, the Morgan dollar will have uh, a mark. Really, it's a premium mark because the mints are not there. Carson City, CC, and the Orleans on there. Well, I've always um, got the idea you can order from the mint. I've always gotten the idea that they, that they, when they ceased the Morgan dollar, silver dollar, that was the last time there was a they dumped a lot of silver of silver dollars into circulation. Uh, they they remained in circulation, but it, and not a lot more were turned out. Is that wrong or right? That's that's correct. The the, the Morgan dollar was 1921, really through all the 20s. Um, the peace dollars were just made in huge numbers. So they come into our office in abundance. Even though they're 100 years old, some of them almost, they really are not rare because they just made too many. Um, of course, they didn't, at the time, they weren't making, they weren't making coins for collectors, they were making coins for spin. Right. Well, I can remember... Uh... When my father passed away, my mother gave me 
a key to a lockbox in the branch bank in Goldsboro, and I went down there, and my father apparently had put a sock with some coins in it, and I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to discover something here. And it was a bunch of Morgan dollars is what it was, and they were not in very good shape, as a matter of fact. But he had he had somehow wanted to keep them, so he put them in a sock. You mentioned a sock earlier that people would bring you coins. It was in a sock, in, but it was inside a, uh, you know, a lockbox in, in the bank. I think they were probably... Yeah, they, they were probably, I mean, silver dollars were just something that people liked and, and kept and oftentimes did not spend. They just give us, I guess that's why a lot of them are still around, because people saved those and spent the paper dollars. Yeah, well, there are pieces of money, you know, that, that are not uh, regularly exchanged. I have a Sacagawea dollar that I got. I think it's a dollar, uh, when they came out, and it's been lying in a, in a bowl on my desk, and it's been there the whole time. And, yeah, I'll never spend it. It's just, uh, you know, unless I'm down to my last dollar and so on. But uh, they sometimes they disappear from circulation. And I know we have historically, uh, in fact, I tried to start a campaign against this one time, uh, had a shortage of, uh, of pennies because mm -hmm. people won't spend them, and they put them, they come home. I had a friend who had a big, you know, those milk things that they collect milk on from dairies, mm -hmm. big things, and he he had so many that he, every day he'd come home and he'd put his change in there, and he got to the point where he couldn't move it. It was like having a piano or something. <laughs> it was going to be there. Yeah. For the rest I mean, of his life. I guess a lot of people just don't want to mess with pennies, and, you know, it's, it costs, I think, to cost the government more to make a penny than, than it's worth. But until they, uh, you know, just round things to a nickel, then they're going to be around. I, yeah, I think I've seen an ad or a PSA or something lately that uh, urging people to put pennies back into circulation because it, I think it costs about a penny and a half to make a penny. I uh, think it costs more you're probably right. As, as you said, of course, you and I have just committed my, my favorite stand, and that is that thing that they're making is not a penny, of course. It's a one-cent piece. <laughs> one-cent piece. Almost nobody knows that, though. I know, but but you, you, you accused me of being a trivia person earlier, and you were right. <laughs> and that's one of the pieces <laughs> of trivia that I, I hold on to. Uh, uh, I saw where some stamps were going to be, I think, issued, or maybe they were coins, maybe they were quarters or something like that to honor people, and um, I think it was women in science or something like that uh, that they were going to mm -hmm. issue, or women in literature or whatever. But Maya Angelou was one of the people, and Sally Ride was one of the people in the list of people that were going to be honored. And Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and um, uh, there's, I think there's another astronaut. Uh, not, there's Sally Ride, and there's, an, there's another one that I think I saw a picture, and I can't think of her name. I believe you're right that those are going to be on quarters, um, if not dollars, but uh, I don't have that information right in front of me. But they've continued to use the quarters or the back of the quarters as they once used them to honor the states and then national parks and various things as a way of... Uh, and these are coins, to the quarters, that are intended to be in general circulation, you know. Well, that's right enough. I think they may have run out of national parks, so they got to do something else. Yeah, I th that's what I think it has happened too. Uh, but in any event, uh, 
they're, they're the kind that you can put in the drink machine and get your your Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right yeah, they still I think make a set, but you just have to buy these from the mint. Okay, I think you're coming out in July, and you can buy a set of silver quarters, and because they're special and you pay extra for them. Uh, and that's the only time that they're worth more than putting them in the drink machine. That, what I was going to say, here's another segue. Let's segue. Somebody will say who is not familiar with that. How do I do that? Uh, what, what is the the, uh, the address uh, of the the, the people that, that the men? Is, is there an email address for the men? Well, I just tell people I don't know the email, but just US, 1-800-USA-MENT. Well, okay. if you just go to Google and just type in U.S. Mint, then yeah, I guess what I, Google is my so I'm on the list, and I get stuff from almost every day. Right, and well, Google is my solution to almost everything. Uh, we're gonna give you a chance to reload your informational gun here, Mr. Maddox, Doug Maddox of Maddox Coins and Cur Currency. Is that correct? Did I say that right? Uh, coins and currency. That would, that, that would take the place of stamps. We haven't talked about currency for a long time or autographs. Do you still deal in autographs? Um, well, just just a little bit. We did get a lot of calls um, about, and occasionally, about collections that have genuine. Most of the calls we get are either ball players or movie stars, and we don't do either one. Okay. Um, All right. We try to do historical, uh, just because there's so many fakes out there. Um, well, the only thing we do a little bit modern is, uh, you know, something to do with aviation, astronauts. Um, you and I have talked before about the auto pen, which is signs sort of like a real person does, except it's, it's a machine, and I think the astronauts even got auto pins, so you have to be careful about that. Well, the reason I ask about that is I am a big fan of collectors, and whether they be coin or otherwise. I also love to watch the Antiques Roadshow, and the lady showed up on there the other day with a, with a baseball, and it had like Babe mm. Ruth and Lou Gehrig. It was a bunch of Yankees, and uh, but the guy... It was evaluating. It pointed that out that uh, actually Babe Ruth had a kid or a bat boy or somebody who signed his name because he just got tired <laughs> of doing it. That's what I've heard. Yeah, and I've heard that too. So, you, like you say, the the, the auto pen is just and a lot of times when you get presidential uh, signatures, you know, where Franklin D. Roosevelt signs a bill or or Mr. Biden signs a bill, uh, that uh, one of the the uh, the signatures is genuine, and the auto pen has done all, all the other ones. So it may or may not have the value you attribute to it. In any well, way, yeah, the, it's, it's, it's kind of unusual, particularly with modern presidents, that they actually took a pen in their hand and signed something that you would have the opportunity to get. Yeah. Chances are what they've signed is going to go into National Archives or their presidential libraries. Every <laughs> one of them will write a letter to somebody who's very important and right. sign their name. 
Well, I've seen them do like a bill, like the Civil Rights Bill. I remember the the newsman who covered it, the cameraman, LBJ, was signing them, and he was passing the pens out to the people who were in the room. So somebody mm-hmm. got some real pens that signed a real document. But I'm sure you're right about if you get a picture of uh, whomever now, a political candidate or whatever, it's probably been stamped or signed by something that makes a good facsimile. Doug Maddox is our guest. That's correct. You need to reload your information. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Back to your other question. I mean, we do deal in uh, currency, uh, old U.S. currency, of course, Confederate currency, and Austin is uh, quite knowledgeable in currency of the world, uh, which goes back, it goes all the way back to China and the 1300s. They, they sort of invented paper money. We'll have to so get him to, to concentrate. It's really interesting. Get him to do a whole program on that one night, if, if he would be willing to do that. Uh, but it's not Austin yeah. Maddox tonight. It's Doug Maddox. He's talking about coin stamps and paper money and so on. He is the co-proprietor of Maddox Coins and Stamps, which is uh, coins and currency, which is located at, is it 801 Overland Road? That's correct. And uh, it's 832-2291, and the zip, the uh, area code is 919. We'll be back with a couple more minutes of Doug Maddox right after this. We had a good program tonight, Doug Maddox. Are you still there, Doug? Doug, are you still there? Yes, I'm right here. We've did, you know, we've used up our time in such a way of imbalance that we all, you and I, as John, our producer, and you know, he's in charge. That's we have to do is. is for you and I to wrap it up tonight. But uh, I want to thank you for coming and being on because we haven't talked to you in a, uh, a year or two, as a matter of fact. Uh, and uh, uh, it was good to have you on again because we've been you've been on for so long, and I hope if Austin can't fill in, it can't be here, that you'll, you'll, uh, you'll uh, be willing to fill in for him. We're going to have to go now. I'll be ready. Okay. Fine, Mrs. Doug Maddox, Maddox Coins and Stamps. In Raleigh, 801 Overland Road, thanks for being on the program tonight. Okay.